This is an SJC Radio production. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to episode 15 of season 7 of Bitstop. Today I'm joined by Finn, yep. Will Hello. and Joe. Hello. Excellent. Now, I've got, would you believe it, I've got some news. Joe, have you got any news? Don't worry if you don't. I don't, no, you've got down with Good, because actually the biggest piece of news this week, and it's a really, really big piece of news, nothing to do with Formula 1, thank goodness, nothing to do with MotoGP, it was to do with sports car racing. The news this week, uh, Joe, is Ferrari have launched uh, their new hypercar, which will race in the uh, WEC uh, next year. And obviously, obviously, and at Le Mans, of course, uh, the car looks amazing. Joe, you need to go and look it up. I'll have a look. Ferrari hypercar, um, yeah. It's their new hypercar. It looks amazing. What's, what I like about it, it's called the Ferrari 499p the color scheme uh they've been they've kind of used the color scheme from um from the early 1970s the ferrari 312p uh from about 73 i think but they've, they've used the same color scheme yeah. it's a kind of a retro color it scheme. looks good yeah what do you think Joe? yeah it does look good it looks quite spanish yeah and um there's also if you've got on youtube there's some footage of it uh going around uh, imola yeah, I like um, it. That's good. I, I like it a lot. In fact, everybody, every comment has been glowing with one exception. I only know of one person who doesn't like it, and that's this oaf Finn next to me. Why not? Why do you like it, Finn? Uh, it looks like a piano. Why does it, I don't understand that. Why does it look like a piano? That's, that's silly. Oh, it's just a piano shape. Is it? On a serious note, is it because it's very wide? Yeah. Right. Yeah, the actual, Joe, the hypercars are wider than um, the current um, P1 cars. So the minimum width is wider. So they all look noticeably wider um, for some bizarre reason. Finn, Finn. Well, that explains why Finn thinks it looks What series will they be competing in? Uh, they're entering the WEC next year. Right. 
um, and the whole piece in 2024. Now, this is a um, a Ferrari, a works Ferrari um, entry. The last time they entered as a factory team in the top class uh, in sports car racing was in 1973. So this is a really, really big deal. 2024, they're looking to sell, uh, have some customer cars uh, available. So this is, well, I'll be seeing that car uh, in May because I'm going to Spa for the six hours there. So at the factory Ferrari team, as well as the factory Porsche team and everything. So that's really, really exciting. Um, I can ask you a question. I've got a feeling, Joe, you might know more about this than, than I do or these two do possibly. Are you aware of some sort of um, fallout between Sky F1 and Red Bull? Yeah. yeah, sort of between Kravitz and Ted Kravitz, Brundle and Red Bull. Yeah, it's all over Twitter. Is, is, it, is it Red Bull have taken umbrage at things that Kravitz have been saying? Or Yeah, so I think Kravitz, I think I could be, I could be corrected here. So Finn, you might know more, yeah. I don't know. But um, I think on part of it is because he does like a notebook. So at the end of every race does, or yeah. qualifying, he goes around talking about, you know, the race and his views on it. And then he brought up again Abu Dhabi from last year and said, how he, oh, really? you know, Verstappen was robbed. And then, oh, I didn't realise. I didn't realise it, it was that, talking about Abu Dhabi, which is what Red Bull took exception to. I didn't know that. I think so. Oh, thank you for that. Okay, I've got a question here. Um, we're going to ask you this question, Will. Uh, what does Alonso think of Hamilton's titles? Are you aware of? You're not aware. Finn, are you aware of, of Alonso's no. opinions? No. What about you, Joe? Uh, is it the idea that he didn't have to fight against anyone, just his teammate? Yes. Yeah. I think Alonso said that while championships, well, titles are more, what's the word? More valuable. valuable perhaps more rewarding, perhaps mean more if you fought against somebody else apart from your teammate. And yeah. what do you think of that? What do you think of his, his, of his opinion? I think it's valid. I, I, I agree. I've got to be honest, I agree 100%, because apart from Hamilton's first title, um, he's been pretty much backing against his teammates, and his teammate's always been number two. So, yeah. But um, Alonso wouldn't be saying that if he was in Hamilton's position, would he? No, <laughs> he might not say that. He might not say that. But bottom line is, whoever's been racing, apart from the, this current season and, and, the, and the year before, who, whoever was in the Mercedes was going to be world champion. Um, right. Okay. Moving on to matters probably less interesting, I think. Um, at the weekend, it was the Mexican Grand Prix. Joe, did you have the misfortune to watch that? Sadly, I did. Did you watch all of it? Yes. Although, well, well done. Yeah, well, I, I, was, oh. I was on my phone for most of it. It was sort of on in the background. Okay, and Finn, you watched all of it? Yeah. What, Will, what about you? <laughs> well, well done, Will, for not watching it. Um, it's just always going to be a bad race. What, why do you say that? Because Mexico. It's a what? terrible track. What? Why is it a terrible track in terms, what, in terms of producing racing? Um, the third sector is all really stupidly slow. Yeah, yeah, okay, there are some... There's a lot of slow corners. There's one massive straight, which all the overtaking happens on. Yeah. And there's not a lot else that goes on. There's a really good crowd, though. Well, that's probably because of... Probably a couple of reasons. I mean, attendance at all the races has been very good. Obviously, you've got Sergio Perez there. Right, Joe, um, give it a, a mark out of five, five stars. Uh, it could be low. Yeah. One and a half, two. 
I think two is quite generous. I mean, I haven't seen it, thankfully. I think they didn't watch it. Um, and, okay, and thoughts on the race, apart from it being perhaps a little bit uneventful? Uh, it was in need of a safety car. <laughs> And like even I think there was an uh, an incident where Ricardo crashed into Tsunoda, I think it was. Yeah. And the like commentators were saying, "Oh, you know, if that was a safety car, that would have been good," which is very rare. It sort of gives you an idea about how rubbish the race was. The, the commentators were were hoping for a safety yeah. car. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good point. I mean, I watched the six minute highlights and most of the comments there were saying, um, well done, whoever edited these for getting six minutes of action out. And of sometimes it. Sky Sports do uh, extended highlights. I think they're going to struggle to do that. Well, I mean, most of the action, in fact, I would say 90% of the action on the highlights was Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. Which is a shame because he's probably not, he's not going to be there next year. He isn't, he isn't, is he? We and I think that was from when he crashed into Sunoda. Yeah, it did did well. And this is going to bore me rigid, but tyres, it was doing tyres, wasn't it? It was just a strategy race. So what what, what strategy did Ricardo opt for, Finn, which enabled him to make all these overtakes? Soft, Soft, I think. I think so, yeah. I think everyone tried a one-stop and he tried a two-stop, so he was a bit more racy. Yeah. So you said everyone tried a one-stop, so... I think. What... Yeah, yeah, it was. He went, he went, he went. He started on mediums, then he went mediums again, then he went softs. And it was the softs which enabled him to do all yeah. these overtakes. I, I have to say, I find talk, talking about tyre compounds unbelievably tedious. That's what we think about MotoGP. <laughs> well, it might be what you think about MotoGP, <laughs> Joe. I think, I think, I can't agree with that. After going to Silverstone, it was really, I really yeah. my, my advice to you, Joe, is don't watch MotoGP because I know you love your Formula One, but I think if you were to watch MotoGP, you would stop watching Formula One. So my advice to you is <laughs> do not watch MotoGP. Okay. We also need you to watch Formula One because I don't watch it at all. I'm happy to heed that advice, sir. Yes, so I need you to keep watching it so you can keep reporting <laughs> on it. Now, on to matters. Um, actually, I tell you what, before we come on, Will, um, we haven't spoken to you for a while, I think. No. So, have you been watching much Formula One throughout no, the summer? No, I mean, it's just a little bit boring, isn't it? Interesting. Just, Verstappen always wins. I know, just, I know. Now, now, is there, is it, is it sort of, I know they, they, they say that, um, is it, um, oh, what's the word? Correlation doesn't always equal causation or whatever. Oh. But has your interest in Formula One your interest in Formula One, your lack of interest in Formula One, has coincided with having been to Silverstone to watch the MotoGP. Yeah. Are those two linked? Yeah, I think so, because I kind of slowed I slowed down watching it as soon as we watched the MotoGP, because I was just like, it just felt more real. And then the staff just started winning all the time, so it was just pointless to watch. So you're saying, actually, now you've got interested in MotoGP, you find that perhaps a bit more interesting than Formula One? I think, I think there's more of a battle. There is, isn't there? Well, it's more. It definitely is. It definitely is. He's yeah. gone from what eighty-one point behind at Silverstone. So this, this is this story. This is Bagnaya. Is, is so. So Joe, you are on your own now. So you're going to have to fight the Formula One corner, or yeah. by yourself. Um, so we're going to move on actually to, to MotoGP this weekend. It's the season finale. It's the last round of the MotoGP championship. I mean, the title. It's I mean, won, well, yeah, it hasn't been decided, but it. It basically has, it, it, 
basically over. Um, situation is that Agnaya leads with 258 points, Quattararo second on 235. If Quattararo wins, which I don't think he will, Bagnaya just has to finish 13th. Where is it again? Valencia. It's Valencia. So um, I don't think Bagnaya will, will win the race. I think he'll be fairly conservative. I don't think Quattararo will win the race either. So I suspect another Ducati will win. Bagnaya might finish the third or fourth. Quattararo, I expect, might finish sort of fifth or sixth. But um, mathematically, it's not over, but it'll be a miracle if Quattararo wins the championship. Now, of far more interesting matters is the MotoGP championship, because I, I talked to you about it last week, didn't I, Joe? How Agura blew it on the is last it Moto2 lap. Moto2 or? Moto2, yeah. How Agura blew it on the last lap with the Amazing Grand Prix. So going into Valencia, Fernandez is on 251, Agura is on 242. Um, now, Doing the maths, if Agura wins, I think Fernandez has to finish second. I might have got that completely wrong. What? But how much? How many points do you get from second? Uh, you get twenty. So that becomes no, so two. obviously not if he comes second. Oh no! Hold on. No, no, that that become two five. Two. Okay, this seven, is one. Joe. This has highlighted my. I've got it completely wrong. Sorry, I made. That's going to be two seven one, and that's two. two and on twenty six, seven. two six twenty five becomes two six seven. Yeah, and that comes two seven one. Forget that. What fifteen on to that? Uh, two <laughs> two six two six five. Right. So we have to finish. No, two six six. Two six six. So we have to finish second. So, so Fernandez has to finish second. If Agura wins... Oh, yeah, if Fernandez finishes second, then... To win, he has to finish second. So to win, he needs to finish right. second. If Agura wins, I don't think he will, Fernandez has to finish second. Um, last year, by the way, Fernandez finished third. So and Agura, I think, was in Moto3 last year anyway. Ah. So that's going to be really interesting because it strikes me as though the Moto2 World Championship is one that nobody wants to win. Start the season, we had Vietti winning everything. And he started crashing. Then we had Fernandez dominating. He, he's had a few crashes. Then we had Agura leading, but he crashed. Nobody wants to win it. So I wouldn't be surprised if both Fernandez and Agura crash out. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't crash out, that neither of them feature at the front of the front of the race. I think what's happening here is, is the pressure is getting to them. That's what I think. Moto3 is done and dusted. Guevara's won the championship. He's got uh, he's up for Moto2. Uh, next year on the gas gas. Yeah. We've talked about John McPhee. We've talked about him last week. These two like John McPhee. We love John McPhee. Uh, and he won the most two race. race in Sepang it was. Now, Joe. Well, why um, do you like John McPhee so much? Um well, he's British. He's at Silverstone. Yeah. He was so good. He was he wasn't actually. He no, was he, leading. He, he was leading yeah. at one point. Then he got he went down to seventh on the last lap because some dodgy Turkish guy pushed him off. That would be old. Oh John McPhee actually started he was injured, I think, at the start of the season. So he's come back from injury. This is his last year in Moto three because they've got an age cap. Right. Um and it's really good that he won that race because it that, that obviously um, when it comes to some negotiating contracts for, for next year, ha having a win in the bag obviously is, is, is going to do him good. Uh, Joe, have you got something lined up for us? Like what? 
Well, like you had your hot take last week. Um, one. My hot take, I've already said. That was that was last week. No, 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 no. This week's. It was Fernando Alonso would not be making these comments had he been in oh. the Mercedes seat. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I, I didn't realise. No, no one realised. He's, no. he's already done that. I've got a very good one for next week. What are we doing this week? Why? No, 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 I'm going to save it because because after this week, obviously there aren't that there won't okay. be that many races to talk about. So I'm going to save it uh, for next week. <laughs> Excellent, Joe. Have you got anything else lined up? Nothing. I mean, I could think of something before the show ends if you want me to do it like that. You can. I think we'll move on. Should we move on to predictions? Let's do it. For do you want a pen on you, Finn? No. I could. I could do with. Oh, do you want a pen? Actually, no. I don't need a pen. Yeah, I need a pen. Apparently, I do need a pen. Uh, we're going to make predictions for um, MotoGP, but also Moto2 as well. Okay. MotoGP, this is really difficult. I looked at last year's results. So I think I've got a feeling that Will's probably looking at last year's results as well. Um, of course he does. He does, though. He's dirty. It's just ridiculous. It's called it? preparation, Phil. Yeah, but he should, he should think about it as something like off the spot like I do, like Alonso to win or something. <laughs> right. I'm not looking at Formula 1. Right. Um... So I think I think I'll go first here oh, on this one. That's new. I'm going to go. Is this Moto2 or one? Uh, I'm going to do GP. MotoGP to start with. Okay. I don't think Bagnaia will win. I think he's going to be quite conservative. I'm going to go Mar- Jorge Martin to win because I actually noticed last year he was second. Martin to win. I'm going to go um, old um, Miller in second. Oh. And I think Bagnaia will be third. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Will, do you want to go next? Um, yeah, I'll go. I think Bastianini to win. That's a good, a good shout. Oh, yeah, NLP. that's a good shout. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Bastianini. Wins right. second. I'd like that to happen. And then Bagnar is happen. I'd like Wins to be on the podium Rins again. Well, Wins won in Australia. Unbelievable. Well, so, um, what, you never know. Finn. To win, I am going to go for ba- uh, Bastianini. Oh, okay. It's copying Will now. Yeah, carry on. Of course. It's just a bit weird, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, Miller second. Yeah. And in third place, Luca Marini. Well, that, that's, that could happen, actually. I know. That's it's what not... I said it, because I'm pretty good at this. Those are all Ducatis, by the way, which is a good, a good shout. And Joe. I'm going to go. I love Jack Miller, so I'm going to have him for the win, just to be different. Yeah. No, no. be nice, nice way for him to sign off with his with the factory There team. you are. Yeah. Um, Let's keep with Ducatis. Let's go Zarco and let's go yeah, I'd, like, I'd, like to see, I'd like to see Zarco get... Zarco always seems to start the season well and then he kind of fizzles out. But we'll go Bastianini. Um, what's, interesting, what, what's, in, uh, Bastianini. what's interesting with, with Zarco, um, and also we talk about Jake Dixon, Zarco and Dixon and Cannett, oh, all, oh. all three of those... I know they're in different classes, but those three... Every time they've led a race, so Zarco's never won a MotoGP, Canet and um, Dixon have never won a Moto2 race. They've led plenty of times. They've always crashed whilst leading. Every single, launch, every, yeah, every single time. He was leading at Silverstone, Zarco, and he crashed out. But which, well, so my brother said, I said, we've got quite a good point here, that he reckons Zarco and probably Dixon and Canet, they need to see a sports psychologist. Because clearly, when they're in the lead of a race, something must be going wrong psychologically for them to always fall off. One hundred percent of the time, when they've led, they've fallen off. 
Um, mm. And I, I don't think Zarko will ever win a MotoGP. I don't think he'll ever win. How could. old is he? I don't know. Is he old? Because I, 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 I he have... looks old. He looks old for a MotoGP. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's right. not one of them. He looks like a bit of an old man. I have a theory 32. that. 32. I have a theory that once you get to Moto2 or MotoGP, unless you get an early win, you're never going to win. That, that, I've just made that up. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I have. That was so stupid. <laughs> no, unless you get an early win, Jake Dixon didn't get an early win, led lots of races, and fallen every single time. Same with Canet, Zarco, and MotoGP. So unless you win early, I think winning is a habit as well, but it's a very difficult habit to get into. Quite profound. I see sense. that just just about now. Not really. Now slightly more difficult. Moto two, Moto two. Okay. Should we just go for race winner? No, go all three. No, we'll go all three. Joe, you might you might have to do some research okay, on Moto. That's what I'm going to do. You, you might... go me last. Right, you, you go last. Now first. let's have a think about this. Um, Fernandez, I. I tell you what, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for the Acosta to win. I like that. I was thinking that. Um, second place. Um, second place. Who should we go for for second place? Oh, my mind's gone completely blank all of a sudden. Oh, oh no, hold on. I'm going to. No, I no. I'm going to go with first Alonso Lopez, who's been the find of the season. Second Acosta. And third, because he always comes third, Billy? Jake Dixon. Jake Dixon. Can I just mention this again? I don't think I talked about Alonso Lopez much last week. In the Australian MotoGP, Alonso Lopez won despite taking a long lap penalty. Yeah. And also, Lopez did not compete in the first six rounds of the season. He replaced... Um, the old guy. I've forgotten his name now. Um, Didn't he, win uh, he replaced uh, Fanati, yeah, who, who won the Moto3 race at Silverstone last year. Well done, Finn. So, um, and also, Lopez, despite missing the first six races, has led more laps than anybody else. That's quite something. It is quite something. It goes on. To, next year's MotoGP, so Moto2 Championship, is going to be unbelievably competitive. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk about that next week, but uh, it's going to be... Right, Will. Um, I'm gonna go Gonzalez to win. Well, that uh, Gonzalez got his best result of the season. Where's at, Gonzalez in the championship? Well, he's, he's nowhere, but he's new. Is, he? is this Ger- new? Is this Manuel? No, is this who's this? This is Gonzalez. Manuel Gonzalez Simon. Yeah, he's I think 17. he was in World Super Sport last year. But Finn, <laughs> you're laughing. The last two races, he's he done really to well. Win. Yeah, we could win. Where was he last race? He's Spanish, though. So, I, he's, he's I think he was, he was fourth fifth. or fifth last race. No, Gonzalez, good um, shout. Second. And then um, Lopez. Yeah, we like Lopez. And Jake Dixon. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Finn. Um, um, Agura to win. Yeah, I mean, because he, he has to win. So actually, yes, that's quite good. Carry on. Uh, Joe Roberts, second, and Dixon, third. We're all going Ooh. for Dixon third. He's had about six third places. Right. American Masterclass. Joe, you've heard a few names. You might want to copy us or you might want to do something. I'm going to go Avellino to win. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, good shout. Ogura second. And then Fernandez Guerra to come third. Right, so in a way, you've answered my next question, and that's who's going to win the championship. So, Joe, you're. 
with your predictions, Fernandez wins. And in yeah. fact, actually, with all our predictions, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, no, I haven't done the, the maths yet. So, Joe, you're saying Fernandez will win the championship, yeah. finishing third behind Agura. Right, Will, who's going to win, Fernandez uh, or Agura? Fernandez. He's going for Finn. Uh, Agura. Joe, you've said Fernandez. I'm going to go for Fernandez because Fernandez was third, second or third last year. Agura hasn't raced a Moto Two bike at Valencia. Good note. Agura did race in Moto Two in Valencia last year. Uh, and also, Fernandez has that sort of eight point lead, so uh, that, that, that might well happen. So, lots of interest, obviously, this weekend. It's all Moto GP. Fernandez is going fall off in the lead. Fernandez oh, could fall off in the lead. That would not surprise me. That would not surprise me, Walesa. Um, there we go. So watch this space. I think we'll probably wrap it up there. What, there's no F1. Is it F? Oh, wait, no. It's not F1 this no, weekend, is there, Joe? Right, so next week. Okay, so next week we'll talk about, mainly talk about MotoGP. So, Joe, you might want to try and... Do you have BT Sport, Joe? Yes. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, let's take a second here. You have BT Sport, but you have me watching MotoGP. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a choice. It's not because I can't. Oh, right, okay. I, mean, I don't blame you sometimes. Right, I strongly they're, suggest... They're sometimes Joe, quite boring. They're not boring, that you watch your, your BT Sport this weekend. So next week we'll talk about... And also, obviously, to help you talk about things as well, Joe. So next week we'll talk about... Um, <laughs> all the goings on at Valencia. I'm sure there'll be lots and lots to talk about. And we'll also look forward, is there a Grand Prix the following weekend? Yes, Brazil, I think. It does, but that's, that's all second. John McPhee. John McPhee will win. Okay, so you're saying John McPhee. McPhee to win okay. and... Rivera. Uh, no, not Rivera. Um, yeah, the other guy. No, um, Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah. Suzuki and Sasaki and McPhee on the podium. Okay, so next week we'll talk about all man, all things uh, Valencia and we'll, we'll preview the Brazilian Grand Prix. Yay! Excellent. Okay, so until next week, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye. This was an SJC production. The presenters were Nick, Joe, Finn and Will. And it was produced and edited by Nick. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well